Hey guys, Arun Devarakanda here, and welcome back to the podcast. I'd like to thank Squarespace for sponsoring this podcast today. Squarespace is an online platform that allows you to design and create your own website, as well as purchase domains. Use promo code ARUNCAST, A-R-U-N-C-A-S-T, for 20% off. Don't delay, sign up for Squarespace right now. Now, today we have a truly interesting book to talk about called The Roundhouse by Lois Eldridge. Now, just to give some background on the uh, book, this is a fictional novel rich with suspense and emotion highlighting the trials and tribulations of a son striving to find justice for his mother, a, a victim of an atrocious attack. The book starts off with the son, Joe, and his father, Basil, doing some yard work. Now, as he finishes yard work, they realize that Joe's mother, Geraldine, had not returned home yet. As she arrived home, Joe and Basil are shocked and find Geraldine covered in blood and in severe condition. She recovers in the hospital, and Joe and father and his Joe and his father discover that she has been raped. Devastated, the father and son duo hunt down the man who committed this heinous crime. Basil tries to get Basil tries to get the man identified as Lyndon Lark convicted but the travel ways of the reservation lead to setbacks that allow for him to be released. The family is distraught. Uh, At this point, the book goes through a major turning point. It shifts from getting justice for Geraldine to revenge for what happened to her. Um, One night, uh, while, while Basil is asleep, Geraldine is talking to Joe, and she implies that she wants to kill Lyndon. Now, Joe takes this very seriously, and in his mind decides that if anybody weren't going to kill Lyndon, um, he was going to be the one to do it just because he would be able to. Um, He questioned his mother's capability and thought that it was not the safest option. Um, I can't argue with her. I'm sorry, I can't argue with his thinking. Um, But also, you know, she was the one who was the victim. And, you know, that's... I would think that she would want her revenge uh, as well. Um, finally, after uh, after days of observation, Joe and his friend Cappy end up shooting and killing uh, Lyndon. Now, Cappy had trained Joe on how to use the gun. They had gone through, you know, practice and drills and targets and all of that. And um, <clears throat> Joe didn't want Cappy involved. Joe didn't want him involved for multiple reasons mostly because he didn't want him involved in the crime, but Cappy was not that type of friend. He was a true ride-or-die person, and, um, you know, he was going to stick with his boy. End of the day. Um, so after shooting him, the partners in crime flee, and they ditch the gun at Linda, who is who is Lyndon's sister, at her house. Um, they end up putting it, I think it was under her porch, and, um, you know, hoping that, that police don't find the gun there, if anything. Um, at this point, Linda ends up finding the gun. Um, out of fear of this, Joe actually goes back to her house. And she talks to him. Um, she tells him how she's disassembled the gun and has thrown it into the Missouri River. And this is where Joe finds out why. Why he did it. Um, why did Lyndon rape his mother? Now, the way Linda explains it is that he had some monsters inside of him that were really causing him to do it and that, you know, he was just a, an insane person. Um, there was no real other way to put it. And that was that, you know, the plot ends 
pretty abruptly. I guess you could call that the resolution was when was when Joey finds out, you know, why why his uh why his mother was assaulted. Um uh, but a big part about that instance in the story was was how when Linda talked about how there was a monster inside of of Lyndon because of the stuff he was doing because of the crime he committed or he was committing um Joe also felt this way Be- you know he he had just killed a man him and him and uh Cappy had pretty much just killed a man so he also wondered if that monster was inside of him which was perfectly reasonable and we'll get in deeper into the story um with how he was able to cope with that and whatnot. But yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting with, uh, you know, as, as, you know, the crime being some sort of a, almost like a motif in it with, you know, one person passing it on to the other with, is this, am I a person like that? Is, is there a monster inside of me too? Um, which was, you know, I found it pretty interesting. So again, the plot ends pretty abruptly with, uh, Joe and his friends getting into a booze-induced car accident with uh, Cappy, who ends up dying. Now, this was a terrible part in the book. Um, really sad. They were driving drunk, but again, Cappy was Joe's ride or die. That was his boy, and he really went through the the struggles with him. I mean, they, they were inseparable, um, especially due to the fact that Cappy literally helped him kill a man, like... It was insane. Um, so when Cappy died, of course, Joey, sorry, Joe was, was distraught. He was, you know, devastated. There's no real other way to put it. And um, I was thinking about it and I was wondering why the author did this. Like, why, why after when you could have just ended it off with, you know, with the fact that Linda found the gun and, and Joe and Cappy and everybody lived their happy lives. Not happy, of course, but their lives knowing that they had put somebody who didn't deserve to be on the planet away. They, it's, you know, they'd send him where, where he can't come back. And I think the main purpose of it was throughout this whole story, there have been these little side, almost side conflicts of each character. And we'll get into that also more, more into the podcast. But there have been these like side stories or these side problems that each character has had that has not affected them, but has been shown throughout the book, but yet still focusing on the, the main theme. Um, so yeah, when we talk about characters, which will be our next segment, I guess we can shift into that now. Um, characters, we have Joe, as explained before, he's, you know, the vengeful son, he wants justice for his mother, Geraldine, and father, um, Basil. Um, Geraldine is the mother of Joe. She was the victim of the rape. Um, Basil, father of Joe, he is the one that's seeking justice for Geraldine. Now, the interesting thing about him was he did try to go the the real, you know, tribal justice way. Um, but I guess through the tribal justice ways, they, they said the case wasn't strong enough and there wasn't enough proof, which was complete, utter garbage. I'm I'm sure if they, you know, if this was a... You know, we'll not get into that right now, but just know that that was not the case. Um, Cappy, who is Joey's best friend, sorry, Joe's best friend, uh, Sonia, Joe's aunt, who plays who plays a unique role in this, um, which we'll get into in a second. And Linda Lark, who is the brother, I'm sorry, who's the sister of Lyndon and who helps out Joe and um, is really, I guess, has the, the true moral compass 
out of the two. Um, now, these are just some of the complex characters throughout the story. Uh, even the smaller characters had the same, you know, each of them had their own problem, um, which I found was really interesting because I know a lot of authors do that. They'll they'll give a little side, you know, oh, he has his own life to go to. But I feel like the way that this author did it, she incorporated it very well into the story. And each person got their own time that, you know, their problems were addressed, but it still stayed focused on the overall topic and issue at hand, which was, you know, Geraldine and and Lyndon and Joe. Um, but yeah, I thought the author did a really good job with that. I know a lot of books do that, but I felt like the way this was written, it just made it that much more better. Um, some themes that I noticed were the assault on women that was reoccurring and the injustice within the tribe. Now, the assault starts off with Joe's mother. As we know, you know, she was a victim of rape, terrible thing. Um, but also it continues with with Sonia, who was, again, um, Joe's aunt. Um, she she had a she had a unique past. She was a uh, she was a dancer. Um, and her husband, Whitney, thought that one day she was. She was cheating on him, basically. She was unfaithful because she came home with some new earrings that looked a little out of their price range, I guess. Um, so he ended up beating her. And this was all while Joe was watching. So Joe tried to stop. You know, it didn't work out. She ended up locking them in a bathroom and, you know, um, inevitably ended up leaving him. But she was in an abusive relationship as well. And I, I just, I guess I thought it was strange how, like, this, this whole assault on women or bashfulness of women was and I don't know if it was the tribe or trying to show you know what it was like in the tribe and how the women were perceived but it was uh it was definitely a theme that I noticed um another one was the the injustice within the tribe you know when we have a woman who has come out and say hey you know this is the man that has done this crime to me I've been physically assaulted yet this you know traditional tribal system has somehow managed to get him off the hook you know I don't really understand that um as well as with with Whitney it was almost as if just because they were they were married nobody really cared that he beat her it was you know like oh okay that's I think that adds on again to how the women were perceived in in the tribe maybe because if, I mean that's obviously wrong but maybe this is how it was back then in the tribe you know maybe that were the traditional parts of it um, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, it just seemed really unfair to me. It seemed, you know, misogynistic, strange. I don't know what to say. Not a great thing. That's what it seemed like. Um, and the injustice part really revolves around, around Lyndon and, and Geraldine again. Um, One thing I wanted to talk about was how the author of the book was a Native American. She was a member of the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa Indians. And I think the the reason that she wrote the book was trying to highlight she was now I understand this was a fictional you know, fictional story and everything, but I feel like the way that she's incorporated some of these themes and, and motifs and you know, overall has has kind of highlighted certain things that she may have saw, on, or, sorry, she may have seen or heard about throughout her life, you know, 
within the, her community or tribe and whatnot. You know, especially going back to how women were treated, when we think about it, like, when they get married, it, it seems like there's they're almost property, which is unfair, obviously, and not, you know, not the best, but it, it seems like that's how it was back in the tribe. So I think she was trying to highlight some of the stuff that she saw growing up and some of the injustice she experienced or, you know, saw other women go through. Um, the book also addresses how how U.S. law and the tribal law conflicted with each other, um, especially if it was, you know, non-native, you know, versus native or what part of the land it was done on if it was on the reservation grounds versus, excuse me, not on the reservation grounds. It all seemed to conflict with each other. And in the end, it's really affecting the victims here. If if uh, if you can't come to a general consensus on what is the law and what is, you know, tribal stuff, in the end, the victims are going to be the ones to bear the, you know, the brunt of that. They're going to be the ones who don't get any justice. So I thought that was pretty messed up um, overall in the book. And I think it was done on purpose. I, I really think that it was to highlight some of the stuff that the author experienced and saw. Um, by far... The most interesting part of the book was the concept of the Windigoo justice. Um, this was explained by uh, by Mushum, which was Joe's grandfather, and it was in his sleep, and um, he ended up just talking about it, I guess, in his sleep. Joe was there, and it was it basically states that people who have pretty much lost their humanity or desire the flesh of others in the tribe, which I guess is killing others within the tribe, um, she must be killed for the safety of the tribe. And this was, this was a big part in the book, mostly because this was a time where Joe was, he wanted to kill Lyndon and he knew that it was, you know, that was the way to get his revenge. But after hearing this, it almost set in stone his plan, not the physical plan, like how he was going to do it, but the plan of, you know, like, I want to do this because it gives you an escape. Like, I feel like if I were Joe, and and somebody told me like hey like if if the tribe found a person who was immoral or you know wanted to kill another person in the tribe or has killed another person in the tribe whatever like if i were to kill them it gives me this moral excuse that hey i did it for the betterment of the tribe i did it for you know it it gets it just gives you an escape to to use that um and say like uh, you know what i did wasn't wrong and mostly to convince yourself cuz we got to think back. This, this kid, he's a kid. Joe is Joe is a kid, right? He's not, you know, he's not a full-grown man, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's a kid. <laughs> like this is this is not an easy thing for somebody to 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 bear, like killing a man. How would you how would you even live with yourself if like by doing that? I know there's some people out there who can who can do it, but Again, being a kid, I feel like you have to find a, a reasoning, a justification, something that you can go back to and say, no, it was okay because I did that. And I think that was the, I think that was the Windigoo law or Windigoo justice. Um, I think that played a big part in Joe's decision making overall. Um, so in the second part of the podcast, I really want to talk about top five characters that helped kill Lyndon. At five, we have Geraldine. Now, I say this because it wasn't discussed earlier. Actually, it was discussed earlier. But Geraldine, after the assault, um, a night where Basil had gone to sleep, 
Her and Joe were talking, and she had implied how she wanted to kill Lyndon. I feel like Joe already had... He wanted him dead, but I don't think that that he would have done it had she not said something about it. Had she not been like, oh, I also want to kill him, or I want to kill him, because it it's almost as, hey, this is a bad thing. And obviously killing somebody is bad, but it's... If you thought of it alone, you can kind of separate it off like, oh, this, you know, I'm just thinking wrong. This isn't how we're supposed to do stuff. But it's when when two people, when it's more that you have another person that's having the same idea, then it's kind of like maybe it is the right thing to do. And I think that's where Joe got a lot of his motivation was when Geraldine said that she was thinking of killing um, Lyndon or implying that. Um, at, at four, we have uh, Mushum because Mushum... If he hadn't, I guess, sleep-talked um, to Joe and told him about the Windigue justice, you know, I, I don't know if he would have been able to kill Lyndon because he had no outlet, because there was no way for him to excuse himself. Obviously, he has his, you know, his mother's assault for it. That was his justification. But but for him to live with that idea, for, like, I don't, I don't know if he could have done it without having this this whole um, idea in his head that I did it for the betterment of the tribe, not just for revenge, you know, for myself or for my mother. Um, at number three, we have Joe. Now, I know what you're thinking. Joe should be number one. He was the one who killed him. But I, I placed him at number three simply over the fact that he shot him in the stomach. When he took that shot, I guess he, he hit him in the stomach because he didn't have the skill. He didn't have the practice. He didn't have enough skill, I guess, to deliver a kill shot. Cappy, who I put at number two for this list, was the one who delivered the kill shot. That's where he got to number two. Cappy provided the gun. He provided the training, the moral support. And when it came down to it, when Joe only hit him and only hit Lyndon in the stomach, Cappy was the one who, who really finished him off. And at number one, I have Lyndon. Now, this vile creature, waste of oxygen... If he had not raped Geraldine, none of this would have happened. Now, I'm, am I saying that he still didn't deserve to die for what he did to, to Myla and her child? No. But, you know, if he, hadn't, if he hadn't gone and raped Geraldine, then Joe would not know about him. Geraldine would not have, you know, nothing, none of this. This story wouldn't even be a thing. So I put Lyndon at top one because he was his own, you know, his own foil, I guess. He was, he was the person who, who ultimately led to his demise. It was just him. Um, now, <clears throat> oh man, I just realized it. It's not a foil. I guess it's kind of a foil. Okay. What is it, like an Achilles heel where he led to his own demise? I don't know. Either way, he, he was a bad person. We'll leave it there. Um... Now, some questionable moments I had throughout the story. Now, this story was heavily based on, on, you know, this Native American culture and reservation culture versus, not versus, but it was, it was heavy, heavily based off of that culture. And I'm not trying to disrespect any culture, but there were some parts in the story that I, I questioned and I really didn't understand fully. Um, for starters, Joe had this, had this attraction to his Aunt Sonia, which I thought was strange because they're their family, um, that's his aunt, 
and in today's society that wouldn't be very accepted like that's that's not a thing um <laughs> and i was really baffled to to even read that but you know that wasn't even the worst of it when uh i think there was one part when when joe was was talking to to mushum and he was trying to rush him out and sonia was coming to give mushum a, a dance um for his birthday and Joe refused to leave and and said that he wanted to to I guess stay and watch which again weird but even weirder was the fact that Mushum was Joe's grandfather and Sonia was Joe's aunt so something's not adding up here <laughs> cuz that would mean that Mushum is either the father of Sonia or a father-in-law of Sonia look again didn't understand it maybe back then that's what happened those are types of things that went on personally i think it's disgusting but um i really can't judge the practices of another culture um thank god this is a fictional book but this may have gone on in real life and you know you never know i guess the last part that we have is some hot questions um i have a special guest with uh with marcus anderson and uh yeah let's get right into that I have a special guest today. Um, his name is Marcus, and uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the book and some uh, hot questions. So, uh, Marcus, I guess the first question I have was: uh, was the reservation under real like U.S. law, or was it you know their own law? Because it was like when you think of a reservation, especially social studies like aspects of it, I know they have like different rules and and stuff. So, was it justice through the reservation itself or law? I feel like. I feel like it was just the reservation itself. Wait, hold on. You said the reservation? Because I, me personally, I thought it was... I thought it was more the reservation. Like, I don't think they had... I really just don't know with the laws and everything. But I feel like if this were to happen in America today or let's say even 10 years ago, like, legal steps would have been taken... Very, oh yeah like a lot deeper than what was going on and i feel like in today's society um a lot of it would have gained a lot of popularity through oh, yeah. like social media oh, and yeah, different yeah, yeah. types of news broadcasting so i yeah. feel like it wasn't really u.s regulated it was more so like the run, justice within the tribe yeah the it was more so run by the people throughout the reservation than it was um another question i had was why was the son's friend so adamant on uh helping kill the rapist um, because uh, we all know Cappy is Joe's best friend, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's his ride or die. Yeah. So I think he we, just wanted to help him out at the end. Yeah. He, like him. be that friend who could really, uh, really contribute to you know whatever his other friend was going through. Yeah, Cappy. Um, Cappy was the one that ended up killing Lyndon, which is the man that raped yeah. Joe's mother in the end. So I feel like him being there really is a good step. And then I guess the last question I had was considering Joe's friends, do you think they formed him into like a better person or like did they impact him into being a better person of himself or worse? Cause they, uh, they were in some, not the best things, but I think, you know, what did you think about it? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think Joe's friends are, I mean, they were surrounded by like being on the reservation. It wasn't really the most positive environment, but it uh, they were a positive group of people. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing, especially with Cappy, like that ride or die thing. Like, you know, you might have not been in the best stuff, but being a good person overall and being there for a friend was the biggest part of it yeah but uh marcus i'd like to thank you for your time it was a uh, nice questioning 
and uh, I hope we get to speak again. All right, guys, that's all for this episode of the podcast. Hey, shout out to Marcus for coming on and uh, talking about the book. Shout out to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode. Really appreciate them. Without our sponsors, this wouldn't be able to happen. So I I really appreciate that. Next week, we're going to be talking about an incredible book called Finding Me by Michelle Knight. This is just a flat out amazing memoir of the Cleveland kidnapping. Um, You know, just insanely deep and rich with details. And I just, you know, very inspirational of how to get out of dark times. And um, yeah, it's going to be a great episode. I hope to see you then and uh, adios.